We back, back again with the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Greasy Bread Blues. I am the one P Shark. Yeah, and this your guy Trevor, aka the three and D guy, picking up a little bit more on the load on the perimeter. Hey man, it's your boy CD man holding it down for the paint while the big fella he's uh he's probably on IR, man. Holla at him and, and triple J when you can. Hashtag the mic. <laughs> All I need is one mic. <laughs> yeah, man. We got we uh three man we finna out here. If you like the Memphis Grizzlies out here, got people that are questionable to come on that want to come on like Dylan Brooks and got other people that was just strictly out like Zaire uh this week. But shout out to Scott, uh Scott Lido and Tail. <laughs> but y'all know, man, we back uh doing our normal recap of the previous week and preview of the next week and in the upcoming episodes, we'll start back our Twitter questions that we had last year that were pretty successful with uh, uh people coming questions and you know maybe even do a Twitter space episode one of these days, you know, man. I can't interact more with the fans and everything. But uh start off as y'all know, first week we went two and one, um, defeating New York Knicks on opening night in overtime. Uh defeated Houston Rockets that Friday night with Job Rant. Almost came just short of 50 feet at 49 points, defeating them 129 and 122. Before the back-to-back at Saturday against the title episode is, is, is this team, I kryptonite the Dallas Mavericks, beating us by 41 points and 137 to 96. So, what y'all take away? And also, Dylan, like I just said, Dylan Brooks was out and Zaire Weaves were out all three games. So, what are y'all thoughts about the first three games? It's surprising to me that the Grizzlies out the gate had three games in four nights. I, I really did not really expect this to really happen scheduling-wise for the Grizzlies. So uh, they just caught the bad end of the schedule. Now, I honestly thought the inverse would happen. I thought that Memphis would kind of take the day off after opening up with the win against Houston, kind of – I mean, open up against New York, uh, kind of maybe play a little hard in Houston. And, you know, if they win, they win. If not – they don't, but then they kind of get up for the game Saturday against the Mavericks. But the total opposite happened. Um, I really just really don't have much to say. I mean, blowouts happen every day. Um, the Grizzlies got caught on a back-to-back in which they really had to play hard in that game Friday against Houston just to get the win because uh, Houston is no slouch. Like, they got a couple of young pieces that uh, can really, really um, – make it tough for teams um so uh overall yeah you when you're missing three key players in your rotation you're playing three games and four nights two of the game well two of the games really came down to the wire against teams that you're more than likely better than you're gonna get nights like the nights against dallas and be truthfully honest that dallas may just be memphis's kryptonite and we've talked about this offline dallas has that style that's tailor-made for the playoffs to which they slow everything down, run everything through Luka Doncic, and good luck trying to stop him. It's pretty much just what it is. Good luck trying to stop him. If you run a double at him, he finds the open man. He's got shooters around him. He has a nice complimentary piece now in Christian Wood, who, uh, again, looked like bubble Anthony Davis uh, so far this season. And, um, I mean, it just was a Memphis's night. I mean, nights like this happen all the time. So uh, you just hope that you just rub this off and just get ready for tomorrow night against Brooklyn. So that's all I got to say. 
Yeah. Um, last time I checked, the last time there was an undefeated team was the Miami Dolphins in 1971-72 season. So, to your point, Trevor, we're not going to win every game. Uh, we're going to lose, of course. Um, will we want to be blown out? No. Um, but the one thing that it says on the statute, it says loss. It doesn't say loss by 40, 50, what have you. Um, and the Mavericks are Mavericks are contenders. Like, let, let's call it what it is. These This Mavericks team is contending to not only just win the West, but also just, you know, be in the finals themselves. Um, I'll start with the first two games, and I'll talk about the Mavericks loss. Um, we've talked on uh, maybe on LBR a little bit as well. Just this Knicks team is different. Um, this Knicks team is better than prescribed. And, again, there's so much emotion that's tied into the first game of the season. Preseason, we're done. A lot of everything goes into that first game. And so I think the Knicks really gave us a great you know, a game uh, with us really took us to our limits. Uh, the Knicks right now, I don't know if they've won since then um, or not, but they look much better than they did last year. Um, and then I'll, I'll swing it over to the Rockets, man. Um, to your point, Trevor, young guns, ready to go. Give this division that we're in, give us like another three years and we will probably be the best division in basketball. Um, because you're talking about a Rocket team that's up and coming. The Mavericks are here. We're here. The Pelicans are also here. If I were to, as, as the season begins to trot, I remember last year before the season began, I said we need to win the division, um, and we did. This year I'm saying I need to see us be second in the division. And if we're second in the division – I don't see a problem. Of course, we'll be at least a six seed or higher. But again, out of the first three games, I like what I see. And if I could put any more stock or money into any other player, because you do have so many out, it's Steven Adams. Steven Adams is doing a lot of those intangibles that I really saw in other players, especially Kyle Anderson when he left. Uh, now it's not like he's scoring points, scoring four to six points, whatever, but the, his ability to pick and roll, know how to find Ja, feed Ja, the, his ability to box out players, um, his ab- ability to just be stronger than others, man. It is, again, intangibles. These are not things on the stat sheet that are going to show up. But Steven Adams is muchly, muchly needed um, for us to continue being as great of a team as we are. And, again, I'm calling a second in the division at the end. Yep, yep, man. Just uh, take it back to the – the first game against the Knicks. Um, really good performance. Uh, John out to the big lead. Uh, blow it, but, you know, game of runs, NBA. Um, of course, I didn't like the defense at the end. Kind of just, I mean, they collapsed on the two when the Knicks were down by three and left Cam Reddish wide open for the three. Who was killing us? Uh, and shout out to Cam Reddish. I was kind of – I was really happy to see, like, you know, him finally be in a situation that's good for him, him, him finally excelling. But – just like little things like that, and of course, uh, when you're missing, and I didn't, I don't, I didn't know Dylan Brooks got hurt, right? And as much as you know, we're known as the biggest Dylan Brooks haters. Uh, he was missed. He has been missed. That's not we ain't finna get Kane Cap and uh, say he wasn't, <laughs> right? Uh, right. And of course, now all five of us are Dylan Brooks haters, but just as a podcast is how we labeled. Um, Dylan Brooks is, was missed, right? Uh, Zaire Wiggins was missed. Um, I, hypothetically, Jaren. Dylan and Zaire are three best defenders, uh, arguably, right, on the team. And we're missing all three of them. Um, so I kind of expected more of an offensive explosion type of 
thing, uh, Desmond Bain has been off. Um, so we'll need him. He's shooting 26% from three and 28% from the field. First few games. And for the fact that we're two and one, despite that, that that's a really good sign. They'll let you know, like, Jobin Rand's a true superstar. He's taking over games. Overtime against the Knicks took over. Tyus Jones is averaging, I think, 12 points a game right now. The bench hasn't yeah. really taken big, that big of a step back. Uh, the rookies, David Roddy and Jake LaRapia. Hey, did y'all hear Jake LaRapia's comments after uh, <laughs> the Knicks game? No, uh, I did not. So, uh, nah. grass in the media's uh, Kelsey Wright Johnson asked him a question in the locker room. I guess what was his like? Oh, this is was what was his coming to NBA moment? Like, oh, I'm in the NBA. He was like, uh, you know, I like Derrick Rose. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's getting engraved in the city. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to so Jake, man. Shout out. <laughs> so, I know he said he was uh, Derrick Rose. Um, I guess that Rose is like one of his idols, uh, one of his favorite players coming up. So it's just the way he said it. He said more after that, but it's just like how he started. Yeah, just how he started like, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just saying, them, they hit a couple threes. I know the Houston Rockets game, that was big and uh, key in that game. So, of course, free throws, Memphis thing, Tyus Jones missing two free throws against the Knicks. Um, but yeah. luckily, 48 missed their last three in the same spot. Can't red shit heels, and it was a pretty good attempt. But and it happens like it was uh, saying she did the Knicks. I mean, it's kind of like how the NFL is right now. Like, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the same way. It's just the whole league. Yeah. There's not – you have your sorry teams, but it's it's, it's not many. It's probably a five, right, out of 30 type of thing. Yeah, and it's like, it's not your traditional, like, what you thought it was, like, you know, two or three years ago. So, it's so yeah. two, right? You you'll see you'll see things start to level out as we get towards Christmas. So, uh, as Christmas starts yeah. to approach, you'll see – who your contenders are and then who are those that's really going to be in the lottery or looking towards the draft. So, uh, yeah, it's weird now. It's usually always weird right out the gate. Yeah. So it is what it is. But I do have like one, one question though. Uh, cause we, we talked, well, you talked briefly shark about this and Baines, you know, recent struggles out the gate. I'm just wondering like how much of that is now teams like actually starting to pay attention to him. Um, as that second go-to guy for the Grizzlies, because I, I I started wondering that uh, right out the gate with the with his struggles. I think so. Uh, that's part of it. I think another part is missing uh, Dylan Brooks. Is missing Jaron Jackson. Right. Uh, you had Dylan Brooks on the floor. That's another. That's somebody else's defense to have to count for because he's going to take shots. Defenses do try to defend, try to take Dylan Brooks out the game plan. So. Um, and that's even Zaire, like the, those things matter in that context. But like you just said, without them, you're really home. You already gone game plan for them. But yeah, you're, really you're game planning for them. But like now with those other guys out, like mm-hmm. when everything is like keyed in on job, they're really shifting their focus towards you now. So I, I was wondering like how much of Bane struggles right out the gate right now. And we all know he'll eventually, you know, get get out of this slump. Yeah. How much of it is just more teams just like paying a little bit more attention to them than usual with everybody out? So that's what I have to do. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, I know Sharky, you got to finish uh, going through your week. Um, I also that's why I wanted him to really develop, like you know, fake the three, right? Pump fake at the mm-hmm. three point line, take a few steps in, try that shot. Like you said, I mean, he's not doing good from the field either way. Uh, but you're right. Um, they're closed down on him. They're, they're not even really close. They're staying to him, sticking to him um, as well. And so I do want to see that, you know, him progress that shot a little bit better. 
Um, but like we, we've all said, it, you know, once we get some more people back, um, we'll be very helpful. Until then, though, before I pass it back to Shark, I know Big John's starting, but I got another one coming up the pipeline. Santia Dama, 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 I was the one that called him out in summer league. I got to give it up. He has been great for the Grizzlies, stepping into that starting role. So 18-11, you can't knock that at all. Yes, sir, man. He's providing that much-needed shooting that we need. Um, And, of course, it's beginning of the season. You know, got the the teams. One key I need, Taylor Jenkins, to definitely improve improve on. He's very good out of bounds. Timeout play calling and everything. He's rotations, dog. Just don't play Tillman, or please do not put him and Brandon Clark on the floor at the same time. Like, you know, just little things like that. Taylor Jenkins still doing. I understand he's tinkering lineups. You got players out, but some things you just know. Like, nah, hey, there it is. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't you can't have you can't have Xavier Tillman and Brandon Clark on the floor at the same time. Like you you have to know. Like in today's NBA, you need to have somebody out there in whatever position that's going to be able to space the floor for you. Um, exactly. so having those two just made things a little bit more clogged and yeah, it was a disaster. Yeah. He got to find a way stack of minutes or something. Honestly, he won't go 10 deep. You may not have to go 10 deep, but I understand he's preserving players minutes and stuff, but, um, as players get healthy, we'll see better rotations. And everything. I mean, it's so, a good problem to have though. When you got, you, yeah. you can play, you know, 10, 11 guys that can all come in and be effective. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but you know, of course, um, as time goes along and, of course, the playoffs come around, you know, those rotations tend to shrink. So um, it's good that he's trying to figure out this now so that way when playoff times roll, he'll know exactly what to do and then he can make adjustments as he see fit from there. Yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, going to the Houston game, um, figure, I mean, Jake, I mean, uh, what's, what's my guy name? Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Uh, of course, I knew he was going to get heels in. Uh, Singoon. Surprise, he's nice. I thought he was starting. He I thought he was nice. starting. I was, I guess, nah, kind of like Christian I Wood in uh, Dallas, yeah, kind of like Christian Wood in Dallas. I guess they want to spark off the bench, but I, I knew there'd probably be some problems. Um, so shout out to uh, the Houston Rockets for giving us the game for really leading. I mean, they went on like a 15 0 run in the second quarter. Um, but John Morant had to show off his MVP. Uh, you know, his coming to moment, um, is showing like he's a true well, we already knew he's a true superstar, but that's what superstars do in that type of game. Um, so going to the next night at Dallas, kind of figured back to back, he just had that performance. Uh, that's the night we probably really needed Destin Bang to step up, right? And just to happen, uh, Luca had like 21 points in the first quarter, things like that. Uh, I feel like Dallas is Dallas really our kryptonite. It's it's kind of it's is a yes, but it's kind of like with an asterisk. The Grizzlies have never truly – it's always been some type of circumstance. We've never truly been healthy when we played against them, or we always played them eight games in 12 nights, three guitar game in four nights. Or that weird, weird, weird 9 o'clock start game we had last season right. in uh, Dallas. And that, was <laughs> game in 12, and that was eight games in 12 nights. So you said it's, yeah. Yeah. it's like – Or you got some type of weird quirk. Yeah, my yeah. fault. Go ahead, Shark. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. No, I was just saying, or like, to your point, like – when you when you have to play against Dallas or come to Dallas, there, no one – it's never like you just come to play Dallas and then you leave. You got to go to Houston. You got to do San Antonio. You have to see yeah. at least two to three of these teams while you're in Texas before you leave up mm-hmm. out of there. So that does make it challenging to your point and add on to that. 
Yeah, and I would say that's why I say I still say yes because we beat other teams while not healthy, <laughs> and we still can't yeah. beat them in these same situations. So uh, it was, uh, it was just, I need to do, I really do need to see us actually fully healthy. Well, not even fully healthy, but even you know majority healthy. We're missing three rotational players, uh, potentially four if you Danny Green we actually be part of rotation type of thing. And uh, and Dallas, like you said, is a contender. The Knicks and Houston Rockets are not contenders. So you probably are supposed to beat them even when you're not healthy, as long as you got John Moran and Desmond Bain playing. So. Uh, good week two and one. I mean, you you pulled out the, the you know played some tough games, but you pulled it out, and that's all that matters. Uh, so shout out to the Grizz for a really solid start to the season, especially keeping up the rest of the rest of the conference. And like you said, we our, our own division uh, things just get more tough. But transitioning coming into this upcoming week, we do have coming up the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I will be at the game, so hopefully I could rub off some. Good juju and get uh pulled out a victory against New Jersey. I mean, not New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets, and then we play the Sacramento Ooh, Kings. Not the New Jersey Nets with Jason Kidd. <laughs> 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 then we play uh head Sacramento on Thursday to play the Sacramento Kings or Sacramento Queens, like uh Shaq used to call them back in the day. Then we play at the Utah Jazz on Saturday before playing against them on Monday. But we're probably going to record before the Monday's game. So let's just predict the next three. And Utah is surprisingly like 2-0. and oh. They might be 3-0 and oh or 2-1. and one. I'm not sure. I don't know if they played third game yet. But They're uh, playing right now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. That's it. So by the time this record comes out, they would be 2-1 and one or 3-0. or three and oh. But they're 2-0 and oh at the time we actually record. Uh, so Brooklyn at Sacramento at Utah. What's our record this week? Hopefully Dylan Brooks. Was close to coming back against Dallas. He, I would assume he's coming back sometime this week. Um, right, maybe uh, maybe against Brooklyn. But uh, what's y'all record for this week? Yeah, and just just uh, FYI, off the record, uh, Utah is up ten right now against the Pelicans um, at halftime. So apparently Utah didn't catch the memo about uh, tanking this season. But um, back to the uh, Grizz and their week. Um, I, I, I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I think. Memphis goes three and zero this week. Um, I've had the opportunity to see Brooklyn play. I'm not thoroughly impressed with what they uh with what they've had so far. I mean, it's been a lot of Katie and Kyrie having to will this team just to keep it close. And and of course, I believe they beat Sacramento uh, in their second game. But that first game against the Pelicans, they just got absolutely smacked. Ben Simmons was, just uh, it was Toronto. I remember the game. No, they got, yeah, they, they got the W against Toronto, but it's like yep. if those who are not clicking, then pretty much uh, it's a huge opportunity for the Grizz to come in and get that win there. So uh, I like Memphis in that game. Uh, Memphis and Sacramento, we all know Sacramento is going to play hard. They're under Mike Brown, things of that nature. They're going to be a tough out defensively. I could see a similar game to what happened in Houston, but I still think Memphis gets the W there. And I did mention that we split the home and home against Utah. So um, I believe this one here will be the one that Memphis wins. Because um, somebody's got to slow Utah down at some point. <laughs> and I think it'll probably be Memphis uh, in this first game of, their, of that home and home. So give me 3-0 and for this week for the Grizz. Um, I'm just looking at everything. Um, to add to your point, Trevor, you got Lori going off for 20-plus points right now for the Utah Jazz. They clearly didn't get the memo um, about losing every game this season. Um, it must have went to the, their spam folder. 
Um, but in regards to the rest of the week, to your point that we talked about Desmond Bain earlier, I think Desmond Bain steps up against Brooklyn. I'm calling it right now. Um, bring him back home. You know, he's heard the slumps talk. So I got to win against them. Um, and this is where I think it gets a little bit dicey for us. Is I, I have a little bit more faith in the Kings this year. I'm not going to call them the Queens, <laughs> as Shaq used to. But they've had a pretty rough schedule. They played the Trailblazers already and the Clippers, and both of those were losses. But both of those, they scored over 108 points. They barely lost to the Clippers. This team is well coached. Um, and Mike Brown uh, has got some championship pedigree with him now as well. So I think we, we lose that one. Um, and then we regain our momentum at, at Utah, We and we win that one. So I still got two and one. I just think our loss happens um, with Sacramento. And we're going back to Sacramento. It's like we're here, right, in Memphis, and we got to go back out um, to Sacramento. So I think that'll, that'll take its toll. So give me two and one uh, with a loss against the Kings. Uh, but we'll revenge this loss, um, especially when we all get healthy. Yep, yep, yep. And also, remember, the players and coaches don't tank. They don't know nothing about no tanking. It's the front office that try to tank. So expect more trades from Utah to come pretty soon. <laughs> they had to trade a couple of the I players. Think Snavry said it best. I'm trading everybody with a positive plus money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then start with Lori because Lori out here balling hey, right Lori now. Here Jesus. Us, I, I just tuned in on here on League Pass. Lori out here giving these folks buckets. <laughs> Hey man, we can use some. We can use some in Memphis, possibly, man. You know, you never know, man. But um, come to this week, I, I'm kind of leaning more with you, Sheeta. You know, I'm always the. I'll be going three and zero, right? I'm always the person doing it. Shout out to Trevor for uh, taking my place on it this week. I'm gonna True. say, I'm gonna say two and one though. I, I I got the loss being to the Kings. Both teams would be well rested going to the game. The Grizzlies play Monday. The Kings play on Sunday against the Warriors. So we're recording for the game. The game will already have a result by the end of that time. Um, they might be 0-3 coming to that game, so they're going to be a little more fired up uh, to try and get a win. And if the Grizzlies come out like they did against Houston, I think the Kings are better than Houston. So if you come out like you did against Houston against the Kings, and I'm actually having that same vibe that Trevor said, I think that's what's probably going to happen. It's going to be that type of game. But I think the Kings, unlike Houston, will actually pull out the victory. Um, yeah. I do. Uh, I did write a, I wrote a game preview on GrizzlyBearBlues.com. So check us out, GrizzlyBearBlues.com. A blog post, I wrote a game preview for the Brooklyn game. I did say in that preview that Desmond Bain would break out his slump as Brooklyn's 25th ranked uh, defensive points per game and three-point percentage. Uh, they, I think their opponents are shooting like 42% for three or something. So uh, Desmond Bain, this is this perfect, you know, get going type of game. So I got a victory there. And after losing to Sacramento, they will rebound to defeat. May still be undefeated. Utah Jazz, who knows? Uh, we'll see what's going on Saturday when we hit Utah. But ain't nothing doing in Utah, so ain't like you're going to be going out partying and stuff going here, take care of business. Uh, and, you got, and they got to stay there over the weekend. So, I mean, just go ahead and beat them down twice. Uh, when you, <laughs> or, you know, or you got to stay in the foreign city like that, apparently. So, uh, two and one is what I got this week. So, hey, anybody got anything else? Um, I, I will go real quick. Well, one, we, we really actually need um, the Pelicans to lose tonight. Um, but I do want to say for us, we're going to need something to spark us off the bench. Um, you have, and I'm talking about just within our division, you got the Mavericks, got, you know, Backwoods, and and Tim Hardaway coming off the bench. That's You can almost talk about 35 points coming off the bench. Um, and unless we get someone that's going to physically stop them, 
um, defensively or match their energy offensively, um, they're going to be a problem. And of course, the Pelicans. So I, I'm still staying within our division. I really believe, truly, as long as we're the second place in our division, we will go far. But if we drop the third, uh, it gets a little uglier. Yeah, and I think uh, health is going to help there when whenever Zaire True. comes back. Why? Why? From what I heard, I think Terry Jenkins said it was a, a one week pretty much, and they're going to reevaluate him. So sometime this week, he might be upgraded to questionable. Uh, Dylan should be coming back, which will then put Big John, your boy Big John, back to the Big bench. John! So <laughs> big, Big John. Hey, shout out Big John. He's, I think he's in the top 10 right now as far as um, percentage-wise, well, percentage as far as catch and shoot threes, as far as attempts and makes. So mm. shout out to Big John in that uh in that regard. And the East Side Boys, brother. The East Side Boys. <laughs> <laughs> The big, the Gary, the Grizz boys, the big Memphis boys. I'll take that. We're gonna come up with something. Big John and the Grizz boys. There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Memphis. Let's go. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody got him calling him GD. We call him Big John over here, man. The starting five. (laughs) But yeah, that does it for the episode, man. Very quick, easy, and simple. Uh, Three man weaving out here. Remember to follow us on Twitter at the starting five, the number five, M E M. Follow us on Grizzly. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. And check out the articles, like I said earlier, at grizzlybearblues.com. Listen to the other podcasts on network, GBB Live, Core 4 Podcast, which us and them will be y'all beginning podcast to start the week. GBB Live come out either Wednesdays or Thursdays. Um, uh, Grizz the Next Gen Podcast with my guy, with our guy Bryson. And Grizzly Bear Bets is coming out with bets before every game. He is 3-0, his picks of the week, uh, his picks of the game for the first three games of the season. So, Definitely give him make it nice. make it some money. <laughs> and of course, follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. Hey, this your guy Trevor, aka League Pass Trevor, but I'm at the auto Trevor and uh of is a preposition. Hey man, it's really shitty, man. Let's go get these buckets, Grizz Nation, man. Hey, big big John and the Grizz gang coming. Album coming yeah, soon. <laughs> <laughs> Explicit content. For sure, for sure. And of course, all our other members at underscore Scalito and at Tail Shakir. Until next time, Grizz Gang. Oh, Grizz. Oh, Grizz. Yes, sir.